Throughout middle school and most of high school, I was pretty much the antithesis of popular. <laughs> For one thing, I had this tendency to use words like antithesis. <laughs> I also was this little scrawny nerd. I may have been the only middle school boy in Southern California who wore a sweater vest year round just to try to add bulk. I was pretty much invisible. And the fact that by the time I graduated from high school, I'd gone to 12 different schools might have had something to do with that, too. I never really could find my place to fit in, my home, until at my last high school, I auditioned for the drama department. And it was what was called a closed drama department, which meant once you got into the department, you got to do every show from then until you graduated. So I auditioned, and I actually got in. I was really surprised that I got in. Looking back at it now, it could have been the fact that I was a male who could act and sing and dance. <laughs> Might have had something to do with it. But I had finally found my family, my group of 28 people out of 1,500 students at the school, but it was a start. So, Senior year started and they announced the season and said that the second show was going to be Guys and Dolls and I was ecstatic. Guys and Dolls is an amazing show, wonderful music by Frank Lesser and it's all based on these amazing characters by Damon Runyon and my dream role was in this show, Benny South Street. Benny gets to dance in the sewer scene, Benny has all of these hysterical lines and Benny even got to do some singing. He sang in this duet with Nicely Nicely Johnson. And he also got to sing in the opening trio, the Fugue for Tin Horns. I got the horse right here. The name is Paul Revere. And here's a guy who says, if the weather's clear, can do, can do. This guy says the horse can do. Great stuff. Really, really great stuff. <laughs> but the real reason I was thrilled about Benny was because he was a scrawny nerd who was popular. And I knew that the first show of every uh, show, the first performance, was an in-school assembly. Our theater had 800 seats. That meant half of the student body was going to get to see me playing a popular scrawny nerd. <laughs> so I had to get that role. I put everything to the audition, and I did. I got the role of Benny. Rehearsals went so smoothly, not just for me, but for everybody. We all fell in love with these great characters that we were playing and came to the first performance, and it was a sold-out house. So half of the student body was there to watch. The first act went perfectly smoothly. Really, really great. The audience was loving it. They even seemed to really like Benny. So then second act is going along just fine, and we get to the Salvation Army scene. This is a prayer meeting that 12 gamblers are required to go to because they have lost a bet. And the one who won the bet forces several of them, including Benny, to give a testimonial at this Salvation Army meeting. So my director gave me this great bit saying, well, Benny should start off like really slowly because he has no idea what to say and then finish really fast because he's glad it's over with. So it comes to my line and I go, I always been a bad guy 
and a sinner, and I'm never going to do it again. I thank you. And I sat down. Sat down fast. Really fast. A little too fast. Onto my folding chair. My old rusty folding chair, which folded up with me inside it. And it got stuck with me still inside it. Got one knee on one side of my face, one knee on the other side of my face. Honestly, I, I, I can't tell you what I was thinking at the time, but it's kind of fun to imagine what Benny would have been thinking, something along the lines of, oh, not again. And I have a funny feeling that's what my face looked like. So the audience is laughing at this, of course. One of the other guys, completely in character, gets up and tries to open the chair. Nothing. <laughs> Another gambler jumps up and they're trying from both sides, pulling. Still no luck. A couple more jump up. Several more. Pretty soon, there are 12 gamblers and seven Salvation Army lassies all pulling, tugging, trying to get this chair open. The audience is in hysterics, hooting and hollering. And then, finally, one of the hinges pops. And I kind of pop out of it and manage to land on my feet. Thunderous applause. <laughs> and I look around on stage. I am the only cast member still standing. <laughs> well, after a few moments, the others get up, still in character, the Salvation Army lassies are running around trying to make sure that everybody's okay after the, what happened. And they all sit in their seats, and I look at my chair and sit on the floor in front of it. And the scene goes on without a hitch. <laughs> then I get backstage, and I realize what's happened. I've just ruined the show. I've ruined my chance to show everybody that a nerd could be popular. I've ruined everything. And two of the cast members come up and hug me and tell me, man, you were so good during that. I would never have been able to stay in character if you hadn't, Jack. And then several others come up. And here's the cast lifting me up and helping me just like they did on stage. So I breathe. We go back on. We finish the show. Everything is flawless except that one little thing. <laughs> and great applause, really high, feeling great. Get home and realize I have to go to school the next day. But I do, I show up at school, and all of these people who have never even noticed me before are coming up to me and saying, wow, wow, you were so good in the show, the show was great, and how did you ever do that thing with the chair? <laughs> and I tell them, you know, that's not the type of thing that one person could do alone. It took the whole drama department working as a family to make that piece of magic work. <laughs>